Coming up on this episode of Cheaters. Enzo. Well, Thank you for coming. This is not a good idea. Not a good idea. We know that they're together right now. Take off your pants. No, no, that's a terrible idea. That is I not a good idea. Lana. Take off your pants. We're on our way right now. Tidurak. What that means, huh? Like, sounds Sounds not... What does that mean? It means you're a fool. Rusev? From Cheater's surveillance cameras, you are about to view actual true stories filmed live, documenting the pain of a spouse or lover caused by infidelity. This program is both dedicated to the faithful and presented to the false-hearted to encourage their renewal of temperance and virtue. Podcast episode 52 WWE 2016 Roadblock Event. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny J O N N Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the shortest reigning tag team champion, Mr. Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFMP. Pete, are you ready to review Roadblock 2016, the last pay per view of 2016? Hey, do you have a harmonica? Play the harmonica uh, for a second. Uh, I need to know. Go. Jingle bells. Braun Strowman smells. The woman's match was all right. Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Boy, that was a waste of time. <laughs> I love uh-huh. it. Hey, yo. Oh, that just sucks. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. See you later. <laughs> Let's, get Let's give me a record deal. That that right there could go uh, cardboard. Absolutely. Maybe not platinum. <sighs> it might go myrrh. It won't go gold or frankincense. I'll go myrrh. <laughs> Ooh, Christmas puns. This is going to be a fun <laughs> episode. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Chris Kringle kickoff show. We have Renee Young, Booker T, and some weird guy from Sirius XM. Oh, that guy's the worst. What? He is literally the worst. I was waiting for like halfway through the show, him just revealing like, surprise, I'm not from Sirius. I'm a magician. (laughs) It was me, Austin. (laughs) He was bad. I didn't like him at all. It was cringeworthy. Totally cringeworthy having him up there. Pete, we need to get you up there. Yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be so funny. Like, what did he think of this? And he'll be like, oh, man, let me tell. You. <laughs> Renee's like, Peter O'Brien, what do you think of the situation with Sami Zayn? Roman Reigns needs to be out of the company immediately. <laughs> Roman Reigns is sitting in the back going, you know, I bet you I could last against Braun Strowman. I bet I could last against Sami Zayn for 10 minutes. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
eye roll after eye roll. Tom Phillips has an interview with Sami Zayn. It's 10 minutes of just Z- Sami Zayn just trying to prep why him lasting 10 minutes in the ma- in a match with some guy is like overcoming something. And then, of course, storms off the interview. And Tom Phillips is like, oh, man, I wish they would just give me two guests tonight. I could fill one interview segment. It's pretty hilarious because it's just like he has the same face every time it ends. It's just like, oh, man. He's really angry. Yeah, he is angry. So, like, during the, uh, like, interview process, Vince McMahon's like, Tom, I need to see your pout face. And he just shows this, like, just sad puppy dog. Perfect. That's what I need. Send him out there. (laughs) Like, come on. Let's, I I just don't get it. (laughs) Can we just stop with kickoff shows? Then we wouldn't get these moments like when uh, Rusev and Lana, they they end up having this argument with Enzo Big Cass, which this whole thing just sounds like a weird Craigslist hookup. Even just watching the kickoff show just gets you caught up on everything. There's no reason to watch any of this weekly television anymore, which actually I think is a good thing because I don't think we have any more room for Rod Smackdown to watch in our, in our weekly wrestling schedule. I hate to say this, but I don't watch NXT anymore because I just can't. I just can't keep up with everything. Just stop watching Rod Smackdown and just concentrate now on NXT. Yeah, I know. Like, that's what I'm thinking about doing. At least those get, like, updates. Like, 205 Live and uh, and NXT, I don't see a lot of stuff with that. So I'm like, I might stop watching Raw because you can read up on those. Right. And, and now that someone came back to uh, the old cruiserweights, I'm going to have to start watching 205 Live <laughs> a lot more. Let's, all right, so the rest of the kickoff show, there's a match between Rusev and Big Cass, which ends with just Rusev getting the win because of distraction from Lana. Congratulations. Let's go right into the traffic block uh, pay-per-view. Uh, the first match is the tag team title match, the champions, the New Day, taking on Shizaro. Did you just call them Shizaro? Shizaro. Shamro. Shamro? 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 Shamaro. Sham Sham Wow. No, I like I like Shizaro. <laughs> You'll love my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh well now before this match gets started, let me be the one that isn't clueless and say we all saw this coming, right? Uh yeah. I almost thought they weren't gonna win because I was like, it's almost too obvious. <laughs> yeah. But you you saw that they won it, it's like, well, now they're gonna drop it. One, why did Sh- Cesaro get a title opportunity. Uh, because they won at Survivor Series. But yeah, but then they lost on Monday night, and so did the Bullet Club or whatever. Why didn't they get a chance to do oh, it too? Should have been a triple Now you're threat. just using your brain, Pete. You've, you've always thought you. creative. I know, my bad. That made too much sense. Back to the match, Cesaro, though, goes into overdrive, like, right away. I think he's like, am I winning a title tonight? And it was just like a happy puppy just running around in the ring. He was doing everything while Sheamus just sat in the corner uh, with a wedgie, which was really weird. I've never hated Sheamus, and you know that. Oh, you've been on the hype train since the beginning with Sheamus. Oh, ever since he freaking speared Cena through a table, I'm like, this guy's the man. Oh. Like, he still has his attitude. That's what I like. They didn't make him into a stupid slapstick guy. He still has the attitude there. He still cracks a joke here and there, but he isn't completely like, oh, hey, Phil, I'm gonna tell you a joke. Okay, why'd the chicken cross the road? Like, he actually... Still has that anger, and that's what makes it good. And Cesaro's just playing right off of it. And can we talk about the fact that Cesaro is just flat out the man? He is literally one of the best in-ring workers WWE has. He did that hurricanrana into a swing into a sharpshooter without skipping a beat. He made Tyson Kidd relevant. Remember that? (laughs) That's true. He did. Like When Tyson Kidd came in and it was Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, I was like, this is kind of lame. No, they made it work. 
now he's making this work. It's just like the dude's the man. He, like he's good. Right. I, I'm glad he got the title. That that whole sequence was sweet. Oh, the finish was good. The finish was really good. I really like that. That fake tag. Yeah, because that even got me. I was like, oh no, did he like? Are they gonna cross each other? Because it didn't make sense at first. But yeah, really good. Congratulations to Team Hell No version two. Well, you had to do something because after that toilet water match on the kickoff show, you had to come out on on fire. Yeah, it definitely got the the crowd going my thing with this is okay so cesaro and sheamus are not friends at first but then they started like becoming friends after survivor series but as soon as they win the belts sheamus is right back to being an asshole to cesaro like they completely reset the characters back to what they were like day one i don't want to see this just be this love-hate relationship between the two over and over again i don't think he sent them back too far i just think it was just like the way sheamus was like i'm not gonna celebrate them i won i don't care about I did like that, Mark. That that heel, like, where they're all, like, hugging and Seamus is just like, fuck this. It just takes the titles. It, it makes sense because he's the one that's like, I don't care about them. You better focus on us. And Cesaro's like, well, I'm still buddies with people. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Next match, good. Braun Strowman must last 10 minutes with Sami Zayn. Uh, before we start this <laughs> off, I just love the part where Eva Marie being the traded equal to Sami Zayn. Was an insult. <laughs> Even Marie's in the back, like, "Hey guys, that kind of hurts." Even like them to stoop to the point where they're like, "I traded you for Eva Marie," <laughs> which they knew. Totally breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. The match <laughs> was like the commentators congratulating the unconscious Sami Zayn at surpassing the two minute mark. Come on, like that right there yeah. just equaled up what this entire match was. And then there were, it was just clothesline oh. after clothesline and it's just like, I get it. And then stupid Mick Foley walked down and that's when I was like, oh, this is dumb. It's 10 minutes long, but Foley comes out at the seven minute mark. Why? To throw in the towel, just give him the three minutes. Just let him throw him around for three minutes. Who cares? Sami Zayn yeah. just does this miraculous like Sasha Banks and Hell in the Cell revive where he's just like, I'm back! Looks fully right in the face and goes, let me die my way and slides back in the ring. Yep, and it just keeps going and Foley's like, hey, you got an opening! So, like, Strowman spears him through the barricade, which was cool. I give Strowman props. He just needs, like, a mouthpiece, and I think he could be the next big guy. Yeah, but the thing I is, agree. he's better than Kali ever was. He's getting better yelling and talking. Like, you know, he isn't, like, saying too much, but he doesn't need to. I don't know why he isn't, like, more pushed up to, like, unstoppable status. I, I like where Strowman goes with some of his stuff. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he could get better on the mic if you gave him a better character than just mean mugging every time he goes out there. Okay, so match happens. Let's get to this. <laughs> you want to call it a match? I thought it was just 10 minutes of intermission. Sami Zayn, like, all of a sudden powers out. Huluva kicks him. Uh, due to the fact Sami Zayn won. By the way, JoJo was terrible. Yeah, she didn't know what to do. She lost, like, about five or six times. She's just sitting there going, like, what do you want me to say? Has anyone ever had to say this? You lasted 10 minutes, so, like, um, you win. <laughs> Jojo, you're struggling. So you have Sami Zayn win. Now, here's where my problem was. Yes, you can have Sami Zayn last 10 minutes. Perfectly fine, right? Right. Why wasn't Braun Strowman completely irate and then decimates Sami Zayn to still right. show that he is that powerhouse? Because this didn't show anything to us yeah. about Sami Zayn. This is just like, congratulations, Mick Foley helped you distract him for the final three minutes of this 10-minute fair. This didn't make Sami look like he had overcome something. At least it didn't make Strowman look bad because he was just there to be there. Yeah, and it wasn't, and I'm not sitting here saying Strowman looks bad, but I'm not saying he looks good. True. Like, why wouldn't he 
continue to destroy Zayn and like have McFoley be like, Strowman, you gotta stop. And then he goes, you should have thrown the towel in and like slams <laughs> him through an announce table. Right. You know, or like throws him through a barricade, like does more to be like, you should have, this is on your head. And then that's where Mick starts getting all sad. And he's like, I can't <laughs> have, I can't have you on Raw. I have to trade you away because Strowman's going to kill you. And then boom, he gets traded to SmackDown. Done. Wow. Writer. <laughs> I like it. Even if Strowman beat the shit out of him for 10 minutes and he just kept pinning him and he kept kicking out and kicking out over and over again for 10 minutes, that even at the end of the 10 minutes, Strowman just walks out frustrated but never got the pin on Sami Zayn, it would have looked so much better. And would have just been like, wow, Sami Zayn might not be the strongest, but he certainly is one of the most resilient. They should have had him like on a power trip in the back. Like, we're getting word that Braun Strowman is losing his mind and anyone who's in his way is getting destroyed. Like, have like a path of destruction like have Darren Young through a table have like a bunch of people just wounded and then have a bunch of reps like standing there going like you gotta calm down Strowman and then have him like do something like completely powerful like flip a vending machine to really push the fact that that dude is scary and Sami Zayn outlasted him all right let's move on to the next match we're gonna continue the Rollins revenge tour with Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho there was no chemistry between these two which is weird because I was like this could be an all right match maybe it was because like just the build for this or was supposed to be just something to keep the crowd entertained until we got to the last two main events but uh, I don't know this just there was nothing I only have like two notes about this match there was nothing memorable I don't know what to say right now like it, it happened moving <laughs> like, on I don't yeah <laughs> cruiserweight championship match the champion uh, Ron Swan puts his title on the line against TJ Perkins you call him Ron Swan I'm calling him Ron Swan why you call him Ron Swan because that's his new nickname starting uh, now so since I forgot his first name was Rich. <laughs> Cruiserweight champion right there, guys. <laughs> Is it bad? I kind of forgot to. I was like, wait, he does still have it? He puts his title up against TJ Perkins and the Brian Kendrick in a triple threat match. Um, Austin Aries is on the commentating table, and this was probably the best part of this match, was Austin Aries, every time they ask him a question, he immediately turns it into something about a compliment of towards himself. Yeah, and what's also too is like, he won't have that too long when I get in there. And which I'm sitting there going, are they putting Austin Aries in this? The one thing that's failing with the Cruiserweight division is we're only seeing the same eight wrestlers. You turn this into 16 wrestlers and you at least have something there. Absolutely. Um, and you know what? The man with the plan... Mr. Brian Kendrick. He had a plan the whole time, and you know what it was? To just be forgettable. He was barely in it. Nothing. He rolled out of the ring in the first minute, and that was it. I know he's trying to be a heel, but you still have to do things. TJ Perkins has this video game character, but he's so bland. Yeah. There isn't, like, that oomph of, like, I think he's too young yet. He needs some more time. So what is he, like, 22? I think so. But I think it'd be better if he was a heel and they turned him into more of, like, a uh, millennial kind of hipster, like, yeah. I deserve everything. I think he could get over a lot more that way than he is in this this face that he's trying to do. And come out with headphones and, like, sunglasses on. Change his theme song to, like, something more, like, hipster. And that move where he just hangs in the ropes like have that be like how he enters the ring just like run and jump into the ring and just pose <laughs> Uh, this match is just a leg lock affair. Like, everyone is putting everyone in leg locks. Everyone's just trying to get everyone to tap. And everyone's going for the ropes, but they keep forgetting that it's a triple threat match, so the ropes don't count. There's even, at one point, Perkins actually lets go of a lock because uh, Rich Swan uh, grabs onto the ropes. So it, it just, none of this made sense. And Swan retains, so good for him. But then...
The best part. Neville comes out. Thank God. <laughs> right? This was the best part of the whole pay-per-view. The, I was excited, and then when he they announce it, and then he comes out, and he does this whole heel turn. Oh, it was so much better. Even the crowd was like, all right, something. Yeah, like, thank you. They chanted, thank you, Neville. Yeah. And I thought he was going to come in there and, like, shake his hand or whatever. No, he just ran him over. Yeah, he destroys Perkins and Swan. It was perfect. Yeah, and then he, like, just beats him down. And then, like, you got Rick Swan going, why? Why? And it's just like... <laughs> I love that. If Neville can deadlift Kevin Owens into a powerbomb, just yeah. imagine what he's going to do to those guys. Now that he's heel, I think we should team him up with Tony Nese. It, it'd be the perfect tag team. And also, if you're going to do 205, let's make a Cruiserweight tag team belt. I don't think that's asking for too much. You can only have that as an exclusive thing that's only defended at 205. It would be great. I'm definitely on board with that. But, like, then you would have to probably extend 205. No, only if it's an hour. You have three matches, so you'd have a tag match and then two singles. Exactly. And that tag match doesn't need to be something that's defended. It could be a number one contendership or just two tag teams just trying to move up to the number one contendership. That way, if you give Epico and Primo something to do. No, no, they're done. Let's be real. They are done. Are you kidding me? They're on their third gimmick, man. WWE could create at least two and a half more and probably bring back one of them before they retire those two. Hey, I'm sorry. Los Matadors probably would have worked if they didn't just ruin them. Like, yeah, or give them a 10-minute entrance. Yeah, I'm sorry, WWE. The 10-minute entrance, that kills people's momentum. You can't have it too long. Like, literally, you just need to have it simple. And that's why Chris Jericho doesn't have pyros anymore, does the countdown anymore. He knows that he's just got to go out there. He just pompously walks out there. He's so great. <laughs> he's the best. All right, let's move on to the 30-man Iron Man match. Sasha Banks defends her title against the alpha bitch, Charlotte Flair. Oh, man, what a snooze fact. We see Sasha and Charlotte month after month after month going back and forth. So they make us have to watch 30 minutes of it. It's not even the greatest hits of their feud. You know, they didn't even bring up big spots. No. Not until there was like three minutes left that I finally was like, okay, awesome. I'm invested. Yeah, it was slow moving. Nothing really happened. I get it. You're trying to build up the whole like, oh, it's my title. I want it back. No, I want it. No, I do. Yeah, but I kissed them first. Wait, who are you talking? I feel like you're just standing there with Barbie figures arguing over yourself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Ken comes in, and that's Roman Reigns. Like, hey, ladies, huh, I'm Ken. Because <laughs> he has the personality of a fucking plastic doll. So it was just slow. Yeah, at the end, then all the counts happen. And then you're building the suspense of, like, Sasha. And I'm like, she's going to tap out. This is so stupid. Building the suspense doesn't even explain it. It was like a 10-minute lock. The first pan happens 19 minutes into this 30-minute pay-per-view. And then yep. Banks barely gets a roll-up with eight minutes left. Charlotte then taps at the six minutes. And it's, it's two to one, the six-minute mark. But Charlotte's like, I need to shut this down. And then just goes berserk on Banks' legs. For five minutes, they're in a figure four leg lock they were in it for so long Zack Ryder was in the back already tapping yeah Zack Ryder already came up with a new gimmick it's just brutal come on this could have been so much better it's an Iron Woman match do more things throw her over the announce table like there, uh, the kick where Charlotte kicked Sasha Banks legs out and she falls face first on the steps that was cool I'll give them that here's my question how did that not bloody her face up but whatever happened in over overtime. <laughs> Let's give her props. 
there was that much blood, I'm pretty sure she broke her nose. She just looks like the James Bond villain Jaws. Yeah, she had so much blood rolling down the side of her face. Like, that's how much it was coming out. And I'm like, oh, man, they're going to call this match. But no, they let it go. And what else were they going to do? Just figure for it. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's it? Yeah. And then Sasha loses. Yep. And I'm like, what is WWE doing with Sasha Banks? You have literally made her to be, like, a top star. Now you're like, uh, nope, but she can't win the big one? Like, is that what they're doing with her? I think so. And she just can't win at pay-per-views. It, uh, Charlotte is a four-time women's champion now because of Sasha. Because all she has to do is just keep defending or battling it out with uh, Sasha at, at pay-per-views that she's guaranteed to win it. I think Sasha's a three-time women's champion, and all three of them have been, within the last three months, only on Raw's. Yeah. The streak continues. I don't think WWE is going to call me for a job. <laughs> I mean, I did apply, but maybe they're like, man, this guy really dogs us. And then someone's like sitting there going, but he does have a good point. Carl, you're fired. <laughs> That might be it. Speaking of, like, bad employees, once uh, Banks taps out that and they go into overtime, again, JoJo is just completely clueless on how to react to this or call it yeah. at all. She couldn't spit it out. She was like, so because of overtime, Sh Charlotte wins. <laughs> you could see her just, like, yeah. have that face of, like, I really messed that up. <laughs> I miss Lillian Garcia. So that match is done. Moving on to the main event of the night, the WWE Masters of the Universe Championship, the champion Kevin Owens versus the big bad dog, the Roman Hunter. Oh, man. This is it. This is the match. How about the fact that Kevin Owens looks like he's so sad that Chris Jericho isn't out there? I was like, that's great. They had that little moment where he's, like, yelling at Jericho's door, and he's, like, really getting emotional. Like, at one point, I was like, I think some of this is real. I'm like, I feel bad for you, Kevin. <laughs> this goes to show you that that is the route they were gonna go and keep Balor the universal title and have him go after like Rollins and then Jericho was gonna be like the next tag team to dethrone New Day. Oh yeah I think you're right. I think Jericho totally would have been in the tag division. So they replaced Jericho with Shazaro. <laughs> and it comes full circle. Pete. But look at it. That's what it is. They're kind of buddies. Like they did their own little spin on it but it's the same thing. They're just doing it reverse. They started as buddies, and now they're trying to be buddies, but they're slowly becoming enemies. Like us. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so WWE Creative, their idea here is to make Owens look like a coward by ducking out of the ring and using all these different heel tactics. But really, it just makes Roman look like a doofus, and he just keeps getting outsmarted by Kevin Owens. I am going to continue saying this. I hate Roman Reigns. <laughs> Because what is he doing? He gets a big move, Superman punch. Kevin Owens throws him off the top rope, Superman punch. Kevin Owens bowling balls into him, Superman punch. It's pointless. By the way, the frog splash through the table on the outside. Yeah. The best was that didn't break in Kevin Owens. You know he's the, he's that guy. I don't care. It's going through. And then like, like he'll do it. Where like some wrestlers would sit there and like freak out and don't know what to do. Kevin Owens is like, no, 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 no. He's going through it. And he does the same move again. And not only that, but he's really good at being very vocal at things. So you kind of get what he's doing. And, and it makes it very comical. I think that's one thing that like I miss from CM Punk. Yeah. He would yell in the ring. And he looked like he was 
was really having fun and he could really control what he was doing. And a lot of wrestlers are more like in there. And then when creative tells me that this is a time to do a spot, this is when I'm going to do my spot. And they don't know how to like change it. Yes. I, that's where uh, Kevin Owens is just awesome. So Jericho decides to come in and help and he ends up co-breaking uh, Roman given the DQ. No, he co-breakers Kevin Owens. Does he co-break Kevin Owens? Yeah, he co-break Kevin Owens. So Roman Reigns was disqualified for uh... outside interference. I must have missed the ending. I think I was, I just heard the entrance. I wasn't even looking at the TV at the time. So that's what happened. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. They were helping out each other anyways. It was just one big ploy. Uh, Rollins then decides to come out and they decide to attack Jericho. They put him through a couple tables and that's how the Raw Super Show ends. Yeah. Uh, are they bringing the shield back? I think it's going to be the summer storyline. I really do. You trade Sami Zayn for Dean Ambrose. It's not a fair trade. <laughs> I know, like, they, he was their number one overall pick. I think Dean Ambrose would be fine on Raw. What do you want to grade Roadblock, Pete? God, C minus? C minus, wow. I'm minus on it. I would agree with you, C minus. The kickoff show was beyond brutal. Yep. That was so bad. Like, that almost ruined the whole show for me. Like, after that, I was like, I don't even want to watch this. That's how bad it was. Uh, I liked the finish to the tag team title match, but not the match itself. Uh, I liked Neville showing up, but the match prior to it didn't matter at all. Uh, and then, like, the last four minutes of the Iron Woman match was the only things out of this entire four-hour event that were slightly amusing. Should have been a Raw. Should have been a Raw. Should have had that UK tournament tonight. Yep. Done of the night, Pete. Oh, God. It ha it has to be Rusev and Cass. Like, can I put them both there? Uh, you know what? You take Rusev, I'll take Cass. The okay. whole big deal just sucks. You took one of the hottest tag teams and lowered them to that. Yeah. This is why I'm not hating Rusev. Are we supposed to be mad at Rusev for defending his wife? If a guy is trying to hit on his wife in front of him, is a guy supposed to sit there and not attack him? Like That's, that's uh, a good point. I didn't even think of that. There's something about this that doesn't make me go, yeah, go Enzo. If I was Rusev, I would. I'd kick your ass. All right, stud of the night, Neville. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't care. I am so pumped Neville is back. I, I've always liked Neville. Yes. He hasn't really had an area for him to flourish because WWE writing is clueless and doesn't know how to work anything. Put him in, in 205 in the cruiserweights, it's perfect. He's a heel. I love it. As soon as Neville showed up on the main event roster, it was like he could not get his footing anywhere. And him just showing up here in the cruiserweight division, you really just feel like he found what he was looking for, or where his potential can really shine. So excited for this. And let's be real, WWE, stop adding things to someone's gimmick from NXT. You added face paint to the Ascension, ruined them. You added a cape to Neville, ruined them. <laughs> Don't add more. Just leave it. Like, leave it be. Now that he's healed, he's going to come out with this long, black, high-collared cape. It's going to be just dreadful. You uh, just wait. Samoa Joe, he's going to look like Samoan. They're going to change his whole thing. He's like, you're going to wear, like, the skull necklace and stuff like that. It's like, what? I completely forgot about Samoa Joe. I had a couple people message the Full Nelson Press, like, accounts on a couple social media accounts. Actually, like, so what did you hear about Sa uh, Samoa Joe, you know, showing up tonight? I had no idea. I finally found, like, one report on it, and I'm like, yeah, okay. 
okay, he's going to be debuting at Roadblock. Not going to happen. No, I mean, they could have. It would have made the show way freaking better. But I was thinking, okay, end of the line, you want to start new rivalries. That was another big problem with Roadblock. They did not turn build anything new. It just ended things. This isn't the end of the line for any of these matches, like uh, New Day and Cesaro. New Day's probably going to get a rematch. Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn, what's to say that's really over? Nothing really showed that at all. The Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens fiasco, not going to be over there. And with the Chris Wake division, Rich Swan, TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick, and now we have Neville adding to it. That's not ending anything. That's just expanding it. Figure it out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, hey, so Jake the Snake Roberts showed up to Dubuque a couple hey, weeks yo. ago. Yeah, uh, he did him. something called the Unspoken Word Tour, which was very cool. I very much enjoyed this. I cannot wait for him to come back. He told some really fun stories. I'm not going to go over any of his stories because you really need to see him himself. Just look up Jake the Snake Roberts' official Facebook page and you can find the dates if you're looking for something. He did have an opening act called uh, Alex Kool-Aid Ansel. He was incredibly funny. Uh, it was really cool. He did some really cool wrestling jokes uh, and uh, really put a lot of wrestlers in his kind of opening routine, which was a lot of fun. Nice! At the end, Jake the Snake Roberts is like, um, hey, you guys want to hear a story about Ric Flair? <laughs> We're all like, yeah! Woo! Yeah! He goes back up to the mic and yells, fuck Ric Flair, and then just walks off the stage. <laughs> Hilarious. That is great. Pete, what brand won this month? TLC or Roadblock? Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. SmackDown's TLC, I agree. <laughs> Roadblock was so bad. We were really harsh on TLC, but it was still so much better than Roadblock. There was still more to TLC than there was on Roadblock. <laughs> God, I think I gave, what, TLC a C plus? I, I think, think I gave, gave it a B minus. minus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so we both gave it C minuses this month on uh, Raw which is just dreadful. All right, man. Well, hey, that is the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 52, the WWE 2016 Roadblock event. Anything else you want to add? No. All right, suck a butt. Yeah, a bit. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling. <laughs>